I remember shopping with my mom and she would, uh, we'd go into a store and she, she knew where I'd be. I'd be in the clothing department Yeah, yeah. and I just, there was just something about it. So, and I was able to go on a buying trip to New York city. I'll never forget. And we stayed at the Waldorf and it was like, <laughs> yeah. so cool. We yeah. were sitting there and they just coming and showing us all the clothes and it was just like the coolest thing. Yeah. When I got pregnant with my son, I obviously wasn't married. I was with his dad for eight years prior mm -hmm. and this happened and it, it wasn't expected. So there was one place for me to go. I was Planned Parenthood back then. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the only option I got was to um, abort him and that he was mm -hmm. a blob of tissue. Right. That's what I and I, I did end up having him. And when you think what is, you know, what could that child have been? And, and my son is a doctor now. Prayed about how I could be used after I moved down here and got married and had a little extra time. So I started volunteering at a center. And what I knew was that I didn't want any woman to have to not know the truth. Yes, ma'am. And within three days, he said, you come up with a program. Yeah. So we came up with a program in three days to no go way. into all the schools and teach a healthy choice program, no which way. now we call sexual risk avoidance. I remember being at one of our fundraising events with one of our banquets and this guy came up and he showed me his phone and he said he had a, there's a little boy standing on top of a, I think the hood of his car with a superhero outfit on and uh -huh. he pointed to him and he said, thanks to you, he's here. I would have never yeah. known the love and the, the this amazing child if mm -hmm. you had never been here for my daughter. You know? But you know, the funny ones are, I think when you see us pulling furniture out on the sidewalk at nighttime yeah that you know yeah that's i don't have a guy in the back it's it's me right so it's yeah. me and my friend kathleen who i mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. if you're not willing to work hard don't open a business yeah. and so i got to <laughs> learn a little bit more about our city and to to get to know it more and i yeah. love dade city welcome to the art of business i'm your host eric baker I sit down with entrepreneurs right here in Dade City and the surrounding areas to find out about their backgrounds, how they built their businesses, and what their secrets for success are. Today, I'm joined with Miss Stephanie Troutman-Knight. She is the founder and owner of Rustic Elegance Vintage Design and Decor. Rustic Elegance redesigns, refinishes, and reimagines quality vintage furniture pieces. They offer home decor, unique women's clothing, gift items, and they also offer staging services. They are located at 37842 Meridian Avenue in Dade City, Florida. You can also find them at rusticelegancevintage.com. Stephanie is a founder and former executive director of a nonprofit organization called A New Generation. She is the founder and owner of Rustic Elegance Vintage Design and Decor. She's a mother. She's a cancer survivor. She's a health coach. She's a talented artist and painter. She's an entrepreneur. She has her shop in downtown Dade City and she's a member of both the Dade City Chamber of Commerce and the Merchants Association. 
She has an absolutely amazing and powerful story to tell, and I feel immensely honored to have been in her presence, having the opportunity to pick her brain about so many different subjects of her life. She's a multi-talented person and has a truly inspirational story for us all. I'm excited to be able to tell her story. But before we just jump into it, Stephanie tells us about miniature horses. I thought that that was the coolest thing that you could use them for therapy horses. Yeah, yeah. So we brought them into a a few nursing homes and they loved it. Right on. They loved it. And the horses were so good. And there's, you know, there's just something about an animal and what it does for people. And it just calms them down. And you'd hear them start talking about stories of when they were little or young and they had horses and they're just petting them. And I loved it. And then COVID happened. So right, right. They're um, lawn ornaments. Yeah. Gotcha. So, and you also used to breed show and train as well. And you mentioned the Tennessee walking horses. Correct. What was it about the Tennessee walking horses that you like so much? Oh, I love them. (laughs) I love them. I went to, uh, I was ready to, to, uh, we had property so I could finally get a horse again because I grew up with horses and then um, we, we didn't have them for years and years. So I was at a friend's house and we were having a Christmas party and anyway, we rode some of their horses and I got on a walking horse and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I didn't bounce up and down. Yeah. I just was gliding yeah. and I was like, this is so awesome. So yeah. I was on the hunt. Right on. And I started the- with one and it's like a potato chip. And were those the horses that you would breed, show, and train? The Tennessee Walkers, or were there Yes, any- we just started uh, showing them, and then we started breeding a few of them to show. Yeah. And uh, and I actually trained out at a barn, and I would train some of them at home, but we did have trainers for our our, uh, our built-up horses. So Did but- you ever win any any of the shows or anything that you mm-hmm. were in? Did you? Really? Uh, right on. First Oh, one. yeah. We, yeah okay. I, the, one, of the best, one of the best shows I've ever, I ever did was... Uh, I was in there with a trainer, one of the top trainers around, and uh, we ended up going, me and him. And it's like, I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> But he worked us out yeah. in that ring, and we won. Right on. And awesome. I was like, I couldn't even believe it. He was a beautiful horse, and yeah. I miss it so much. Yeah. I miss it so much. When I we went out to the Walking Horse Celebration mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and I just look at them, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I just love it. Yeah, so you don't you don't do it anymore. They're great horses. I want to so bad, but I don't know when I would. Yes, ma'am. Not right now. Yeah. Hopefully someday again. Right. Okay. Great. Now let's start to set the foundation here. Let's build the bigger picture, and I want to talk about your background for a little bit. If I understand correctly, you're from upstate New York. Correct. Okay. So tell us what it was like growing up in upstate New York. I mean, what were you like as a kid? Are you an only child? Are you, what were your parents like? When did you move to Florida? I mean, give us the history of Miss Stephanie Troutman Knight. Well, for anyone who really cares, uh, <laughs> I grew up in upstate New York. We were right above the Pennsylvania border of Binghamton area. Actually, I grew up in Vestal, okay. New York. And, uh, we were about two and a half, three hours from the city, so we were in Brooklyn a lot with visiting my aunt. And uh, but I, you know, even going there, I, I knew I could never live there. So I loved living where we lived. It wasn't like too country. 
but we had you know some land and you know it was it's actually the carousel capital of the world okay for the carousel the horse um oh, yeah. grounds yeah yeah huh. and um yeah there's a lot of history up there so it was uh it was a you know a great great time growing up and yeah. we had Again, like I said, we had horses when I was little, and then yeah. my parents did get divorced, so sure. we went for quite a long time, and I, I craved every ride that I was able to get in yeah. in the meantime, and uh, let's see, so grew up, things were, my mom raised us, she did a great job, she loved us, she gave everything for us. We had yeah. big Italian family, so we were always visiting our relatives. She came from a family of 14. Wow. And so I had a lot of cousins. At one point, my grandma counted them off, and we were like at 35 or something. So I have wow. a big Italian family up there. Okay. So it was great, you know, getting together on the weekends always, and birthday parties. The, the family part of it was wonderful. Yeah. And... Uh, I remember shopping with my mom and she would, uh, we'd go into a store and she, she knew where I'd be. I'd be in the clothing department Yeah, yeah. and I just, there was just something about it. So, uh, always loved fashion Right on. and, uh, went to, to college for a, a period of time. And, um, then I was able to get a job before finishing and what I wanted to do. And I did actually was taking business marketing. I, I enjoyed that part of it. Yes, ma'am. But, uh, still enjoyed the fashion. So I, I, Got into retail management at 19. Okay. And uh, was in the clothing store environment and did that for a while. And uh, then I ended up going from a corporate to a mom and pop. He had a few stores, but then I, I moved over to a different type of store where I had more control over certain things. Sure. And I was able to go on a buying trip to New York City. I'll never forget. And we stayed at the Waldorf and it was like <laughs> yeah. so cool. We yeah. were sitting there and they just coming and showing us all the clothes and it was just like the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, so in between that time I did, uh, I did, uh, get pregnant with my son mm -hmm. and, um, ended up, I, I couldn't take the cold weather anymore. Sure. And I loved the beach. So I ended up moving down to Florida. Mm -hmm, His mm -hmm. dad had already moved down to Florida and I ended up moving down to Florida. Gotcha. And um, managed two stores in Hyde Park. Okay. And that's how I came down. And then I ended up getting into sales. Gotcha. In telecommunications. Okay. And okay. met my husband on a cold call. No way. Really? Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So I followed up on the cold call. <laughs> then he asked me to dinner. I'm like, oh, I don't know you, so I'll, yeah. I'll go to lunch maybe. But right. so, yeah. And I was not with my son's father at that point. Yes, ma'am. But um, so, yeah, we uh, started our first date and we saw each other every day. And yeah. the rest is history on that one. But yes, yeah, he's a good guy. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. Okay, now, if I understand correctly, um, you are quite the talented artist. You draw and you paint. Both of those are extremely difficult things to do, at least to do well anyway, I guess. So are, are they something, are, are, are you the type of person who could just pick up the instrument and play? Or are those the types of skills that you had to sort of develop over time? Uh... I did play quite a few instruments, but now nowadays I I need some help. What'd you play? But what'd you used to play? Uh, piano. No I played way. the bass guitar 
and then the tall bass and the drums and (laughs) it's like once you start to play an instrument like that you can pretty much pick up most of them or anyway would you no okay Uh, well like the orchestra in junior high i think for a short period of time but no no, the music my music of choice didn't include a an orchestra okay (laughs) did include a band but (laughs) not the kind yeah okay so anyway um but you know i used to I don't know why the heck I was sitting in my closet. I heard this story, yeah. Did you? Yeah. You, 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 did another, you did another interview with somebody else with a... I, I can show you later. Oh, okay, yeah. I used to sit in my closet and draw. Yeah. And I don't know. Now, it's the cool thing is my aunt does the ancestry type thing. Yeah. And she found that there was a famous artist, I do not know the name, in Italy. Okay. That we have um, in our lineage. So there's a lot of people uh, in my family that are talented artists. Yeah. Yes. One of my uncles was an author and an illustrator and my, a couple of my aunts. So it's in the blood. Yeah. But I enjoyed it very much. I remember sitting in, we had what we called religious ed when we were in junior high and the nun was up. I was in public school, but we went to this and the nun was up there and I would just like sit there and I just would draw her. But you better not get caught. You get, get <laughs> okay, banged okay. down the knuckles with the yardstick. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But uh, she wasn't a happy lady. I remember that picture. <laughs> anyway, I I always enjoyed that, but uh, I got away from it uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't. Now, were know. you always just, just good at it, or did you have to practice to really get get good at drawing and painting? I mean, I don't know how good I am. I just I enjoyed it, but sure. uh, I just practiced. I didn't. I didn't have any tutelage as far as it was yeah. concerned. Sure. It just sort of came to me and I liked to draw like people, faces, different things like that. And then okay. later in life when, when, when I was started, um, well, in the, in the horse showing when we were, cause I was part of the board of our local horse show association and I made all of the horseshoe wreaths that they, they win at the mm-hmm. end of our, like our big show. Yeah. 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 So our house was covered in flowers. <laughs> I made all of those. And then, um, in the pregnancy center part of it, as we move on, we'll talk about, I used to make the centerpieces and mm-hmm. then I decorated all of our offices for the, um, a new generation. And I just really always enjoyed that. Right on. I okay. just, I don't know. Just like it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, so this will lead in perfectly to our next, next topic here. So as I mentioned in your bio, you are a former former executive director and founder of a nonprofit organization called A New Generation. I, I pulled this directly from their website. A New Generation has been helping women with their pregnancy decisions since 1999. Their services are free of charge and completely confidential. Their mission is to provide evidence-based education in a compassionate and respectful environment. Now, can you expand on that a little bit and tell us exactly what A New Generation is all about? A New Generation started primarily, well, to go to go back to the beginning, I've actually been involved in this type of work for almost 30 years. I, uh, when I got pregnant with my son, I obviously wasn't married. I was with his dad for eight years prior, mm-hmm. and this happened, and it... it wasn't expected so there was one place for me to go I was Planned Parenthood back then Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the only option I got was to um, abort him and that he was Mm. a blob of tissue 
That's what I was told. That was it. See you later. Right. So here I am. It's like the, the, the one thing that a, a woman, a girl, when she gets herself in that position and she's not planning it, she wants to be what we call unpregnant. Okay. I just don't want to, I just don't want to be pregnant. Yes, I didn't ma'am. plan this. This is not what I had envisioned for my life. So I kept it to myself for three months before I even told my mom because all these things are going through my mind. And I knew I couldn't make that decision, even though I had some pressure Mm -hmm. to do so. Mm -hmm. And I I did end up having him. And when you think, what is, you know, what could that child have been? And and my son is a doctor now. Wow. And it's just like, was it easy? No. But I, I don't regret one second of that decision. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and what a blessing he is in my life. And, and what's so cool is that he married his wife, his current wife. She had an unplanned pregnancy as well. So little Ava was the same age that Brian was when I married my husband, Scott. It's just so cool to think about that. But the the thing is, when I went to try to get some help, that was all I was told. I did not get any information. I didn't get any options. And I certainly didn't get any evidence-based medical information. Mm -hmm. So having gone into, um, you know, I just prayed about how I could be used after I moved down here and got married and had a little extra time. So I started volunteering at a center. And what I knew was that I didn't want any woman to have to not know the truth. Yes, ma'am. And to have all of the options laid before her, the medical facts. Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, we hope they make a good decision Mm -hmm. to, to go through with that pregnancy with the help all along. Mm -hmm. But Regardless of what they choose, they have been presented with everything up, up, you know, at that time, sure. so they can make an informed decision. Sure. Yeah. And which was the same reason I mean, we also started our program in the schools. But on another note, um, for another reason, mm-hmm. if you want to go into that, we can briefly. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's why that started. Um, that idea started. Gotcha. In my head. And yeah. then um, and then the center, I moved to, I was volunteering down in Tampa, moved up to Brooksville. Okay. And started, you know, people like, what do you do? What do you do? And I said, well, I volunteer at a pregnancy center down in Tampa. And, mm-hmm. oh, we need something like that up here. Mm-hmm. So I prayed, had to make sure that it was the right thing. And yeah. um, the doors flew open and we opened what was called a Women's Resource Center back in 1999. And... We changed our name about four or five years into it because we were also seeing men. Mm. So there's there's quite a variety of services that we offer okay. at the center that deal with all of the related issues that come um, in that pregnancy decision. Sure. Okay. Or, you know, before, after, yeah, during, yes, ma'am. And, and all of that. And sure. So we address all of that, and um, I can tell you what that is one of the most life changing, life saving organizations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I know of. What, what's uh, and I'm sure you probably have hundreds, but do you? Ha- is there one story that really sticks out in your mind from your time there, from someone that you've helped, or or, or something that has happened that you'd like to share? Well, on the school program, there's just like two brief ones on the school program. We 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 
we started in 1999 mm-hmm. and we started in the first few months we were a satellite of a woman's place where I started and then we just found it just like was a different type community so we um just formed our own our own entity sure um in in Brooksville at that time and uh, a few months into it because at that point I was doing everything yeah. you know cleaning the toilets balancing the checkbook counseling everybody that came through the doors I had some um counselors that I trained and it's just it it was a lot mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. but I did get to counsel and I always loved doing that yeah okay. and so this girl came in and she was talking about how she was with her boyfriend and and I don't know if this is g-rated or not go but. for it you're fine you're fine <laughs> well she they obviously she was in there for a pregnancy test so you know what led up to that right well after they had sex then she said that her boyfriend told her that she had h he had hpv oh and my God. she would probably get it and if you know anything about stis stds um that is one that's very contagious human papillomavirus mm-hmm. and it, it takes on different strains mm. um but stds people have no idea how prevalent they are Mm -hmm. well anyway she had gone and found out she had it Mm. and she was just devastated not Mm. only did she have this std now she's in for a pregnancy test which thank god came out negative but she's telling me the story and i was just trying to comfort her and to help her and um i just remember from then on i didn't want anyone to walk into my doors and say i never knew yeah you can do whatever you decide to do. We can't stop you from doing that. But at least when you come in, we're, you're not going to say, I never knew. Yeah. So we went, I went to see the person I needed to see in the, in the schools. And within three days, he said, you come up with a program. Yeah. So we came up with a program in three days to no go way. into all the schools and teach a healthy choice program, no which way. now we call sexual risk avoidance which involved um, letting these kids know that, um, yeah, hey, we're a pregnancy center. We don't want you to have to walk through our doors. And this is how you won't have to walk through our doors. Here's some skills. Here's some information that you need so you can make better decisions when it comes to sex, which, of course, is, you know, something that we all think about. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we... We had teachers calling us and we never had to ask. They called us and they wanted us and they wanted us. And the kids, we did a pre and a post test. The kids loved the program. They're like, please come back. We made it fun and interactive. We covered, we touched on drugs. We touched on all these different things. We had a a group of teen advisors, which committed to no drugs, no sex, no alcohol. um, And no something else. Yeah. What? I forgot. Anyway. And we had kids signing up left and right for that program. So it was a teen-led program we put together for them, and it was just amazing. So that was the, it was because of that story that that part of, of the program started. Sure. And then I remember being at one of our fundraising events with one of our banquets, and this guy came up and he showed me his phone. And he said he had a, there's a little boy standing on top of, a, I think, the hood of his car with a superhero outfit on. And uh-huh. he pointed to him and he said, Thanks to you, he's here. I would have never yeah. known the love and the, the uh, this amazing child if mm. you had never been here for my daughter. Sure. And I just thought, sure. that's just one story of many. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just people thanking us because there's a life that's there now that 
wouldn't have been because the the girl was too scared to know what to do. Right. And right. just didn't, you know, jump to the first thing that she thought was the easy fix. That's amazing. Because I've seen women, I've done this for enough that I've seen a lot. And although people, I know this isn't any kind of, whatever you want to call it, I think it's a life situation. But women who have made that decision, and we are very compassionate for those women. And a lot of them, um, post-abortion syndrome is a real disorder and it it mirrors Mm. PTSD in so many instances. And so we also have a healing program for that as well. So I've seen the devastation of women who were never told the truth and we're doing everything we can to make sure that they know that. That's amazing. So it's, it's an amazing organization. I'm so just blessed to still be um, a part of it. I've never left. Yeah. Although I'm not there physically. Yeah. But it's it's awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I started earning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, it's, sure, it's all sure. to the glory of God that we're there. Yes, ma'am. And so the school program you came up with in three days. How how'd you how'd you do that? God. um i had one of one of the one of the uh one of my volunteers at that point had done a young life program up in another um state so we just put our heads together i had some videos some things at the at the center already that talked about that and Mm -hmm, we just sort mm -hmm. of melded it all together and we just tweaked it as we went along and we came Mm -hmm. up with we know there were certain aspects that had to be involved in it to, to keep the kids' attention mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. constantly get their interaction. We gave candy when they answered questions. That, <laughs> yeah. that helped right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got their attention. We valued what they said. And, I mean, because we let them know we care. We didn't get any money from this. I'm running a nonprofit. We have no money. We start this program. We didn't have any money to start this program. We're all volunteers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we could stand up there and say, we're doing this because we care about you guys. Right. And there's so many of those kids that are sitting in that audience and no one's ever told them they care. Yeah. And if you see what our tagline is um, to this day, uh, it's be seen, be heard, be valued. Yeah. Because there's so many people, so many young people who, who just, they don't have that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they they still love it to this day. We do have grant money now. Oh, wow. Okay. So, awesome. yeah. And we have paid staff. I mean, we've grown yeah. a lot since then. We've had yeah. three locations in the past and we've mm-hmm. daughtered other centers around the country. And so that is it's, amazing. It's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I understand that you're also a health coach. Um, I believe I, I read somewhere that you had gotten involved in that after a cancer experience of your own and you wanted to help others who were going through the same. So what all is involved with being a health coach? Well, and, and even not just people who are going through that, but more importantly, to never get them to have to go through that. Understood. So I, I got my certification as a personal trainer and also as a health coach it's building blocks. Okay. And uh, you said what's involved in becoming a health coach? Yes, ma'am. Or like what all do you do and what... what well, I, and I did it because I started just telling people what I was learning after going through my, my cancer, my chemo, all of that, and getting healthier. Yeah. And I mean, just my chemo doctor going, I can't believe you don't have any of the, the side effects. Like, what are you doing? And besides, I say God again, but... Um, I was, I was becoming healthier, which I thought was healthier before, but yeah, now I had no clue. Your version of healthy doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy. Right. That's just your version. Yeah. So I was trying to help people and then I decided, well, I'm going to take this further. So it was a, it was a, 
a big step for me to step away from my position as an executive director and decide to become a health coach. Mm -hmm. So um, through a lot of prayer, I decided to do that. Looked at different organizations, got those two certifications. I wasn't just saying I was a health coach. I wanted to make sure I was a certified health coach. Yeah. So I got my certification and that was just a lot of studying and it was online and and then they want you to start working with some people and then you take your tests and you do all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I learned a lot from that. So I was going to start my own business as a health coach and do some things online. Mm-hmm. And I, I had done so much of my studying and, and all of that at home. And I really enjoyed being with people and I missed that. So when I also saw some of the limitations of being a health coach, which were... I could give certain advice, but I couldn't say you need to eat this, this, and this because I wasn't a registered dietitian in the state of Florida or a nutritionist. So there's certain things in certain states that keep you from being able to say and do certain things. And of course, I wanted to do it right. Sure. So I decided to go in with a doctor. So I went in with Dr. Martinez at Health and Wellness of Central Florida, okay. who did a lot with nutrition, and so I became the health coach there. Gotcha. So he would okay. work with the the people. He could do the blood work. He could do all of that. We yeah. get all that stuff going, and then I could come through and I could build upon that. Okay. And give them some of the resources and things they needed to do to um, to get healthier mm-hmm. and to to help keep them on track. Sure. And so I did that for a while and. But I was giving away a lot of information for free. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, so then I, I did do start do some of the marketing out in the community and I would do talks and mm-hmm. we'd set up at booths and stuff like that. And I'd set mm-hmm. up my my uh, my my Snapple and my Coke and my Pop-Tarts and the things you normally eat all day. And then I take my scoops of sugar and I put it in front of each one to show that you think you're being healthy. Well, this is how much sugar is in your healthy snack. <laughs> yeah. Just right. to let people know because it's just, I learned so much and there's so many things in our diets nowadays that, I mean, we're imploding from the, mm-hmm. from the inside out. We don't need mm-hmm. someone to come and bomb us because we're, we're taking care of it ourselves. I mean, yeah. seriously, we're so sick and tired nowadays and people mm-hmm. don't realize they're the big conglomerate food companies, they actually will take cer- certain ingredients that are in the food and they have, e- they have their test subjects eat it and then they'll do an MRI and they'll see what lights up the brain mm-hmm. the most so mm-hmm. that they make sure that that's in there and you keep eating it and you're addicted to it. Yep. I mean, you consider how many people are addicted to sugar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I've seen some of my friends, I just had one of the girls I work with and she took out sugar she's already lost like 20 pounds in a short amount of time yep feels she feels so much better yep and it's just and then another girl and it's just like you know i don't wake up and i don't i don't have this fog i don't i don't need coffee yeah you know and it yeah and i love to see that because i worked those hours i was up till two midnight because i was i had my kids i had the pregnancy center i was doing uh classes with people I was doing Bible studies I was doing I was doing so much and I was getting little sleep and I was then I had one of the guys came in that worked with me at the center and we were living on pots of coffee (laughs) it's like yeah okay I can do this Mm -hmm. because I'm young I can do this but then you know caught up with me absolutely yeah it's funny that you so when you talk about sugar um I've, I've relatively fit myself and so when when I try to 
help people out a little bit, just give them some advice on ways that they can, they can, can without even really working out a whole lot. If you can just take your sugar intake to zero grams or as close as you can for a week or two, you'll be surprised how much weight will just fall off without even doing anything in terms of working out. Right. It's pretty amazing. Right. And people need to realize it is a process. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yes. and, it, and just because you take sugar out, it doesn't mean you can't have something. So like, you can have right. other alternatives, right? Healthy ones right. like stevia, monk fruit, correct? You know, honey in yep. moderation. Yeah, there are other things that don't raise your glycemic yep. index. So, yep. but you got to realize, you know, that wheat, you know, flour, dairy, all those things they they have sugar in them as yeah, well. So absolutely. You, 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 you have to, you know, I mean, there's a lot to learn, but mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. start with baby steps. Exactly. Just, just, or just start in general. Just right. start. Yeah. Right. Put, <laughs> put your sneakers by the door yeah. so you know that you do eventually need to go work out. Yep. You know, maybe you'll yep. get your feet in them and get out there yep. one of those days. But yep. yeah, it's just yep. getting to that point. Okay. So I understand that you started out by painting and refinishing furniture and you were a vendor at a store. I'm assuming a store probably similar to your own. And it's a process that I understand you enjoyed very much. So I'm curious, what was it about being a vendor that you enjoyed so much? Was it, was it just purely the profits and the money or was it about (laughs) bringing something back to life and putting your own artistic touches on pieces that somebody else is going to then go and really enjoy or was it something else entirely? I love the artistic aspect of it. Yeah. If you think you're going to get rich doing this, think again. <laughs> you better love it. Okay. I have a little sign at, at the store that says, this is my get rich slow scheme. Yeah. Uh, but okay. uh, I really enjoy, yeah, I enjoyed the artistic part of it. And and the fact is the, the furniture that's made nowadays, I mean, I, I still didn't finish decorating my house, but... Um, it's, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good quality. I right. mean, I had a lady come in and say that she had a couch and she had it under warranty and they came and fixed it and pulled the, the arm rest off and there's cardboard underneath there. Mm-hmm. And so I love the good old vintage type furniture that's solid and made yeah. great. Yeah. But it doesn't always look that great. Not the Ikea stuff. So, well, no. <laughs> But if you like that, then you go for it right, because right, Ikea right. will love you because you'll be back to get more when that breaks. Right, right. But anyway, um, no, I uh, I loved the transformation to take a piece. I mean, just like even a piece with detail on it that's that's brown, that's older, and then you paint it and then you put some glaze or some wax, something on it, and you draw mm-hmm. that detail out and it starts to pop. And now yep. this is something that you've modernized. So it's, it's sustainable. It's eco-friendly. It's yep. all of that. Yeah. You're saving stuff out of the landfills. You're giving someone an awesome piece of quality furniture that they're going to love. Yeah. And it's unique. Yeah. You're not going to find it at any yeah. other store. So yeah. I started doing that and, and I just enjoy Well, I, I like to shop. <laughs> so... This was a way for me to keep shopping <laughs> because I could shop and buy the furniture, fix it up, sell it and go shop again. Yeah. So, um, so that was, that was fun too. But then I also know that I enjoyed being at the shop with the people. Yeah. I just, I like that. I can't, ju- I couldn't just work at home. Yeah. I enjoy going to meetings. Like when I was in Hernando County, I was very involved with the chamber and, um, different, uh, not communities, but anyway, committees. 
on the chamber yeah. and we started a Christian business fellowship out there. And, um, so I, I like, I'm one of the gifts I have is I think a vision. Sure. So I, I cannot be satisfied with the, the same old, same old. Yeah. yeah. So I knew once I started there in the store, I, I knew I wanted to have my own store. Gotcha. It was time to start another business again. And yeah. I think I come by that naturally. My dad was a serial entrepreneur and had many successful businesses. What kind of businesses did he have? He, um, oh my gosh, he had a, he had an appliance repair business like when he was a teenager. Uh-huh. Um, he owned a salon. He okay. was, and this was like hunting guide, bearded, yeah, real man, yeah, yeah beauty salon. Sure, <laughs> like, that's what the market demanded, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had a coffee business, and then he started a hunting guide business in Alaska. Wow. He had a very successful restaurant that people had to drive to, but it was like one of the top restaurants. He wow. was like, you could go, you'll see his picture flying his plane when he was doing the hunting guide part of it um, in a museum up there. Yeah. He had princes come that were his clients before. Uh, he moved to Arizona. They had uh, two, they had a motel, then they had another one. Then he had a waterscape pond business paving business yeah they bought a resort in belize which is for sale by 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 um <laughs> by the way if you want a eco resort down in the jungles of belize it's beautiful <laughs> just let me know and i will let him know but um he's got a little business going now and he's 83 and uh they still have the re- the resort and yeah. so it's just i mean i get it it's i i i had a job one time in between all of this and i was just working in an office and I can't help myself from having ideas to do more. And that's one thing I always said with the pregnancy centers, we will never remain stagnant. We will always be growing. So I just think that's just part of business. I I can't Mm -hmm. not try to grow. Sure. So I pray for wisdom in that area all the time. But yes, did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> you did. Okay, so now this portion of the show is sponsored by Reliable Resellers. Reliable Resellers are based out of Tampa, Florida, one of the largest and fastest growing cities in the country. With their well-established eBay store and local auction house connections, they provide a hassle-free and profitable way to downsize your life. If you're in need of downsizing services, call the pros at Reliable Resellers, 813-421-5676, or visit them online at ReliableResellers.net. All right, so now in 2015, you left a new generation as their executive director, but you still serve on the board. And you were working with a doctor in Hernando County, uh, attending meetings, and I'm assuming just doing all the things a board member is responsible for. And then in 2020, the craziness happens, and there are no more meetings for you to attend. So in June of 2020, you registered your business right in the heart of all the craziness, the lockdowns, uh, uncertainty. We really had no idea what was going on right then. Mm -hmm. And you decided to go for it. That's awesome. And in December of 2020, on the 5th to be exact, you opened your store there in downtown Dade City. Now you kind of touched on this, but what made you decide at that time that it was time to no longer be a vendor in someone else's store and I'm going to do my own thing now? Uh, It didn't take me long after I was just a vendor 
to know that I wanted my own store. Yeah. So it was just a process of thinking of different ways that this could be done. Yeah. And um, we ended up in, in that time, we had built a house in Dade City. Mm-hmm. So we moved, we downsized from Brooksville, we rented in Wesley Chapel in the meantime, mm-hmm. and then we moved and our house was done in Dade City. Gotcha. I had never really spent much time in Dade City. So I, I mean, years ago, my friend was, uh, she was working out in Dade City and she was thinking about moving. She lived, she was my best friend living right behind me. I'm like, why would you want to move to Dade City? Yeah. I'd never been there before. I didn't know. I just right. didn't think there was a lot going on there. Sure. And so uh, we moved here because I, I love the mountains now. I'm over the beach. I love the mountains now. And yeah. this was as close as I could get to the mountains. Yep. So we built on a hill and I, we have a view and I pretend. Yeah, yeah. And so I got to, <laughs> to you know, learn a little bit more about our city and to, to get to know it more. And I love yeah. Dade City. It's an awesome place to be. I, yeah. I just love it. And so just looking in Dade City and uh, the opportunity, you know, I looked at a couple of different places and then this place opened up and I was like, I, I jumped on it before she was moving out and I was jumping in. So you found this or did, were you working with a realtor or were you just No, kind of I was around? driving around and I saw a sign. I gotcha. saw a few signs, called yeah. on a bunch of things and um, called this and... Or you, they're called. Well, I called, but someone may have let me know. I'm wondering if it was Lucy that maybe let me know. Lucy's um, Avila's involved in everything in Dade City. But I just love her. Okay. But uh, so went in, and it was perfect. It was tropical wine shop, so it was all tropical colors inside, and uh, we knew we had some work to do. So it worked out, signed the lease, and mm-hmm. within three weeks, we transformed that place from tropical to rustic elegance. Yeah, yeah. Right so on. it was a morning till night thing. My friend Lisa at uh, Rust to Roses was an integral part of helping me get this all ready and, and working with me um, in, in the store when I first opened. But yeah. we, we hit the ground running. And I'll tell you what, yes, COVID was happening People were, you know, we had to wear masks. We did all that, but they wanted to get out. Yes. And time after time, I would hear people just, I just, they just walk in there like, I just, I just love this place. And they wanted so much to get out. Yeah. And so we were a place for them to come. Sure. Where they could feel okay walking around Mm -hmm. and just look. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people, they just came in just to look. You know, mm-hmm, even if they mm-hmm. didn't buy anything, mm-hmm. which a lot of people did, thankfully, sure. I thank the Lord, but, um, <laughs> they, they <clears throat> just loved to be able to walk in the store and just that peaceful environment. And so it was, it was awesome. Yeah. So did, I'm, I'm curious, did, um, in the beginning, did you have enough, so we're talking about advertising a little bit. When you first started, did you sort of build up enough of a of a reputation from being a vendor at other stores that your customers kind of followed you or did you run paid ads or like so when you first Mm -hmm. opened there in downtown date how did people find out about you i know how to run a business on a budget that's what i tell people yeah from running the nonprofit and you know a new generation we i I started with nothing Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so I know how to do that. We put the money in for the, we did the, all of the renovations, all everything we did mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And oh wow, really? Yeah, I didn't take out a loan for that. We, I know how to, I know how to bootstrap. <laughs> and so I can figure things out. I can make it look really good. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, just even our walls. It looks like one of our walls. It's a plaster wall. No, nope. me and my friend, we took it and I'm like, hmm, let me take this tissue paper, put some paint on it. What does that look like? Oh, let me take a paper bag. Oh, hey, we've got a lot of paper towels. Yeah. Let's put this on and put some paper, paint over it. So it's yeah. a paper towel wall with yeah. paint over it. It looks like plaster. Right on, right on. I found the old barn tin from an old barn in Dade City. My husband hung it on the walls and it's just like, um, so I didn't have, I didn't have, I didn't have money to advertise. Mm. And so, and I didn't have a big following because it wasn't Rustic Elegance. I was in another store. Sure. So, um, thankfully, we're in a great spot in Date City. Mm-hmm. So, you get a lot of people that, that come. They meet there. It's a central location. They want to yeah. walk around. It had been known for the shops. A lot of them had closed. So, they were looking for new stores to, to shop in. So, mm-hmm. we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just started on Facebook and I didn't have to do that too much in the past because back when I started the center, we didn't have all of that. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have all that. We did, you know, as we grew, we did television, radio, we did the movie theaters, we did everything you can think of, but you can't do it once. You got to do it over and over again. And then it came to where we were able to hire people and I had a staff. I didn't have to do it. So now I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. Yeah. So I'm taking some pictures. My friend Lisa's taking pictures. We're posting them. And no, I have still yet to do any paid advertising. Really? Yeah, I haven't done any paid advertising huh. yet. Now I'm I, I want to get there. Sure. But you know, I also I try not. I'm not in debt. Yeah. And yeah. so I want to keep it that way. Sure. I but I know that. that you have to advertise. So I I have done advertising like um, locally if people um, you know the the Garden Club, the Monarch Board of you know, if there's places like that, I can advertise locally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as well as helping um, someone out in the community. So I've done that. But I do a lot of Facebook and Instagram. Gotcha. And we do reels. I listen. I binge podcasts. Yeah. I'm always learning and, and trying to grow. I mean, and it changes all the time. Just when you think you got it down, then they change the algorithm. And it's like, yeah. uh. <laughs> yeah. so I'm doing these reels, which I don't really like seeing myself on video, but it's like, I'm not going to, I don't get my ring light out, set it up. And then let's do a reel. I just, I'm like, we just do it. Sure. We don't even plan it. I said, wait a minute, let me get my camera or I'll just take the camera and I'll just pull it up when when the girls are doing something mm-hmm. and we just shoot something and I don't edit it and I put it up I just yeah and yeah. it's like they're silly and mm-hmm. you know but you know the funny ones are I think when you see us pulling furniture out on the sidewalk at nighttime yeah that you know yeah that's I don't have a guy in the back it's it's me right so it's yeah. me and my friend Kathleen who mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. um Doing it all. So when did you hire your first employee? I, I watched some videos of yours when you were first starting, uh, and maybe that might ring some bells. There was a video I'll show you anyway. Okay. And, and and one of the goals of yours, your immediate goals, was to hire help. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, when did you go about finally hiring your, your first employee for, this, for, for Rustic Elegance? It was in, I my friend, well, my friend Lisa was helping me, and, and so um, I had some of her stuff in the store. Mm-hmm. So we just help each other. So I didn't pay her. 
And then um, some of the girls would come in here and there and help. And then my friend Gay started volunteering because she just wanted to be there. Mm. So she started volunteering. She was one of our volunteers at the pregnancy center. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's how you found her then? Yeah. She yeah she found me. She wanted to come in. And I, I love her. I mean, the, I, have the best, I have the best girls. I can't even say. I just, I love them, her and Louise. So I, um, it was probably in the, in the fall. That okay. I started, that I actually um, started with independent contractors and then we went to employees. Gotcha. Okay, right on. So, and I've been thinking this through in my head about the three different phases, I think, of what, of, so the redesigning, the reimagining, and the refinishing uh, right. of, what you, of what you do. And for me, I think the reimagining sounds like the fun part and the, the, the redesigning and refinishing sounds like the parts that involve the actual work, like the, the sanding and the painting and things. <clears throat> um, it seems like the, the reimagining is the part where you're, you're coming up with just the idea of what a piece could be. Yeah. And then you start redesigning and refinishing it. So I am wondering if you could kind of talk about the creative process of what all is involved with, with re reimagining, redesigning and refinishing a piece. Okay. Well, it starts with, I need something. So I start looking and I have Kathleen. Kathleen Wrights is my CSO, my chief sourcing officer. So since I can't leave the store, I need someone to help me get things. Sure. So she searches and she finds good pieces. She's always like sending me pictures or if I don't answer her, she's calling me. We're FaceTiming. So I look for a good piece sure. because we want to, um, well, she used to call them ducktails, but they're actually called dovetail. Dovetail. Furni furniture, if you know what that is. It's no the, idea. It's, well... If you look at a newer piece, a lot of the drawers, it's like the face is put on the wood. It's just a face on the wood. Okay. If you look back at an older piece, the wood is actually joined to the face. They interlock like this. Okay. So it's it's called a it's called dovetail. Gotcha. But if they interlock, it's 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 the quality and the craftsmanship of that old piece. Mm. So it needs to have good bones. Okay. So we find a piece that has the good bones and hopefully it's not too far gone because mm -hmm. I'm not a furniture refinisher where I take an antique and I make it look like it used to. I'm making it look different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or I'm taking a good old primitive or antique piece and I am cleaning it up and leaving it as is because it needs to not have paint on it. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. there's some people that cringe with like, you're going to paint that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, certain things I won't paint, but other things, yes, I am because yeah. it's been sitting there and it's brown and it's going white yeah. or it's going whatever color. Yeah. So I, I get the piece and then I'll, um, or, or have an idea that of something I want to put on a piece. I still haven't done this yet, but there's, um, I saw it one time and it's, uh, it's a collage of old Hollywood. Okay. And you put it's um, you put transfer decoupage. You put it on the front, so it's on the front of this like mid-century modern-looking piece, and it's, so it's old Hollywood. And then you got your black and your white and your gold on the piece. Yeah, and it's just so super cool. Yeah, and I haven't done that one yet because I had to find the perfect piece for that. Gotcha. But um, I personally like a lot of detail and the ornate, which is why because we were building our house and I was going from more of the Victorian type ornate furniture to 
rustic and my friends like stop looking at that stuff i'm like i can't <laughs> so i came up with the rustic elegance name because i wanted the rustic because i love the cabin kite type thing but man i'm putting some pearls on my antler chandelier yeah because i like it both you mm-hmm. know i like it together i thought i made up the word but then i found out i didn't when i went to register my name right and i couldn't just do rustic elegance yeah so anyway so when I can find some with some detail, I especially love that because then I can paint it mm-hmm. and then I can bring out that detail and just make it look beautiful and then just put some highlights. I change out the hardware and it just yeah. looks like a totally different piece. Sure, sure. And then what I love is that I bring joy to people's home and to their hearts by them finding a piece of furniture that they're like, they fall in love with it. Yeah. And then they bring it into their house and they're like, I just love I love that piece of furniture. Every time I just had someone say this the other day. Every time I walk past that furniture, I just love it so much. That yeah. piece or whatever, yeah. and that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And plus the fact that they're getting a good deal. Sure. Because I know that you can decorate on a budget, so I don't mark my prices where you can't afford it. Yeah. I have good prices. I have my customers say you need to raise your prices, and I probably really? do. <laughs> they I have had so many people say that because if I was in South Tampa, I'd charge double or triple what I'm charging. Mm. But I'm not. So Right, right. If I can buy at a good price, I will sell it at a good price. Sure. So are there any parts of those processes that you enjoy more than others? I hate cleaning the piece. <laughs> do not like sanding. <laughs> Yeah, first. How first do you coat, really feel? How, yeah, first coat or two. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Is there not a paint that I could do one coat? Yeah. I have searched high and low. There's not. Yeah. So um, once I get my final coat on and I can start embellishing that piece, that's my favorite. I gotcha. love the detail, and I got a little <clears throat> problem with perfectionist. Yeah, right thing. on. So it takes me longer. Sure. And, you know. Yeah. So when I do a custom piece, the customer does not have any idea how much time I really put into it. So how much time generally on average does it take to, does it depend on the piece? It totally sure. depends on the piece okay. and the prep that needs to go into it gotcha. beforehand. And I mean, you took a couple hours or a couple days, weeks to do a piece, maybe just in general, just a basic I have, piece. The only thing I can do in a couple hours would be a piece of home decor. Okay. You know, gotcha. can, candlesticks or something like that. Okay. You, you just, it, couple hours um you have to wait for the paint to dry sure yes okay i didn't think about that okay yeah yeah. okay and it's usually more than one coat now granted i just had these candlesticks and i just did a little um paint distress on them because they had a good base to them Mm -hmm. that didn't take me that long but if i have to start from scratch yeah then it's going to take me and do you do all of this in the store in your shop do you (laughs) where where do you where do you do not done in my workshop because i don't have one so it's done Mm. in my house in my garage but typically um i pull a piece out after i close and i start painting gotcha because i don't have a lot of room I had a place in the back that I thought was going to be my workspace, but yeah, that never works because I just keep putting stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> I I like to ask everyone about funding because I think it's important for the people listening to be able to learn about the different ways in which businesses had to go through getting themselves off the ground in the early stages. So. Uh, and you sort of touched on it, but did you seek out investors? Did you just take out loans? Did you swipe a bunch of credit cards? Did you go to family and friends? I mean, how in the early stages, how did you go about it? 
I, um, I mean, honestly, every endeavor I thoroughly pray about, I thoroughly have to know it's of God. Yes, ma'am. So once I know that, I know the pieces are going to fall into place. Yeah. And so um, once I knew that that was the path I was going to go on, I had talked to my husband. My husband was behind me. I mean, we were, we're blessed in the fact that he does very well in, in the business that he's in. And so I, you know, we had a little bit, but I, sure. I did use credit cards to begin with, but it paid all of that off. Awesome. I didn't seek out investors, uh, but I had a couple of my friends that said they wanted to invest. I, I only took up um, one, and I didn't really need it, but I thought, okay, well, I'll put it towards the paint, and then because I had to get my own paint line, and uh, not my own that I created, but one that I would be an authorized dealer for gotcha. in the store. Gotcha. So I take that small amount of money. I put it towards the paint. And what I'm going to do is it's an investment for her so that I'm going to be paying her back, but I'm going to pay her back with interest. Sure. And she doesn't care when I pay her back. Yeah. I've already paid her back some and, and I'll, you know, be glad to when I can get that done. I didn't want to take on investors. This is my business. Yeah. And, um, you want, you want the control, not what somebody else thinks right. you should be doing. It's what, right. what you want to do. Right. Yeah. It's hard to have a partner. I get that. It's yeah. It's hard to have a partner. Sure. Um, it, it's not something that I needed a lot of investment because I had already, I had a storage unit full of, I had a garage, I had an upstairs, I had a barn full of furniture already. Yeah. So that I, I had picked up along the way in doing what I do, which mm-hmm. is typical of a lot of us that are in this business is we've yep. got furniture everywhere. So I had that and we had, of course, to get into the space and then, you know, the different things, we did all the work in the space. Mm-hmm. Myself, my husband, and Lisa, we did all the work. Yeah. So I didn't hire anybody to revamp the space. Gotcha. Um, it's not like I had to put a kitchen in, a commercial. I didn't need any of that in there. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't, I, we charged some on the credit cards and I paid that off. My right husband, on. my husband made me a little loan and I sure. paid it off. Yeah. Awesome. And okay. so, Yeah. I, I've been very blessed right on. in that. I mean, could I make a lot more money? Yeah. I don't pay myself. Mm, okay. No, this Not is sure. a new business. All yeah. of the money goes back into the business. So I yes, pay ma'am. my employees. I don't pay myself. Right. So I'm free labor in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not free. <laughs> and I work. I All I do is work. Yeah. I, I go home and I work. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah. So as far as other businesses are concerned, what I would say is go to the SBDC. Yep. And score small business development center, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. and you get all your resources for free as yep. far as that's concerned. Now yep. there there are certain grants some businesses can get, yeah, um, that they're eligible for to get started. Yep. I just that I didn't want to go that route. I didn't need to go to that that route at sure. this point. Yep. I know what it's like to deal with um, grants and funding from the the pregnancy center, and there's a lot that's involved in that. And yeah, it just wasn't. I didn't need to go there at this point. Yeah. Now get I'm getting into clothing, so I'm going to need a little bit more money. <laughs> I noticed uh, when I was over there and I, I met you that day in your store, I noticed that every time someone enters your store, you like to, to greet them. Absolutely. What, uh, what's, I love that by the way, what's the thought process? Just they that? customer service is of utmost importance. Yeah. 
when I go into a store and there's someone playing on their phone and they don't even acknowledge <laughs> me coming in, I'm like, what the heck are you even doing here? Yeah. And so if I'm ever on my phone posting social media, I always say, I'm not texting. I just want to let you know, I'm, I'm just posting for social media because yeah. I look like I'm on my phone. Yeah. But I've already greeted them. Yeah. So everyone that walks through our store has better be greeted. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if, they're, if they're not greeted, it's because they slipped in and, and we didn't see them. Sure. Although I moved to the armoire that was there, so there's less chance of that happening. Yeah, yeah. But um, I want everyone to feel special and welcome when they walk into the store. I don't care if you walk in, you walk to the back, you walk out, it wasn't for you. We say thank you for coming into the store. Sure. Because we thank you that you did. You took the time to walk into our store. Whether or not it was for you, that's all right. Yeah. But you looked. We're glad you came. Yeah. And I just, I want our customers to feel special. I have been blessed to get to know some of our regular customers and I love when they come in and it's just like, um, you know, I, I feel honored that they call me their friend. Yeah. And even though Robert calls me his antique friend, I'm like, Robert, <laughs> your antique friend? First of all, this is not an antique store. Yeah. It's vintage. Yeah. yeah. And second of all, I'm not an antique. <laughs> but no, I love Robert. But, um, but no, I want... Customer service, it's just like, you know, back to my years down the road and through the pregnancy center, mm -hmm. everyone is to be valued and we want them to feel special. Maybe no one asked you how you were doing that day. Maybe no one asked you how you were doing that week. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you how you're doing. You mm -hmm. answer however you want. Yeah. And, um, you know, if it, it, there's people that had, they've come in and they weren't having a good day, but they knew they could come back there mm -hmm. and that I would pray for them mm -hmm. or that I could just help encourage them. And that's why I'm there. Yeah. I, I, God, I love that so much. So, and so now I've heard you talk about going on a buying trip. You mentioned it earlier here. And I, uh, when I met you at your store, you, I, I think you had mentioned you had just returned from a buying trip. Was I exhausted when you I, came in? Uh, well, you, you were fine. You were fine. I, I have to imagine that is a lot of fun going on a buying trip. Is it, is it, what's all involved? Are you, are you, going to conferences or are you going to like fashion shows where new clothing lines are being introduced? Like what is involved in going on a buying trip? Well, you know, I really didn't know a whole lot about it. I tried to watch some videos and I'll tell you what, there wasn't a lot of them, but I knew from talking to a few people, but I didn't really know what I was to expect. Mm -hmm. And to just take one step back from that, the reason I went on this buying trip is because I'm always listening to what people are saying. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we had Lorianne's, they retired and Limoges, um, Florida Cracker took over Limoges. So it's got a different vibe inside, gotcha. but there's a lot of people that miss those boutiques. Now we have Dirty Heifer and I mean, she's got great stuff over there. It's young, contemporary, Western type, you know, so for, for women, there really wasn't a store anymore for them to shop in. Mm. That's why we brought the clothing in. Gotcha. Yeah. So Louise started with that and, and it, we're just, you know, in our element along with the furniture as far as the clothing is concerned. So back when I went on my buying trip, um, when I was in New York, we pretty much sat at a table and they came out and they showed us everything. They showed us all the clothing. They modeled some, they showed us the different, you know, pieces. That was my buying trip back then. So I really didn't know exactly. I knew I wasn't going to be sitting at a table. I knew I was going to be walking around. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone knows about America's Mart, we've got three buildings with about 14 stories each. While the one apparel mart was open with all of the stories going full force. Mm -hmm. Building two was open. Not everything was open in that. That's your gift in your home decor. Mm. I knew I wanted to pop over there. 
but I had to tackle the the other first. Yeah. So first of all, we're in Atlanta, and I'll tell you what, I have not had the driving um, situation be like it was in Atlanta since I've been in New York City. Wow. It, I mean, they're like, seriously, this is Atlanta. This is the <laughs> South. What are you driving like you're from up north? So, um, so I went with my husband, who I have a sign in my store that says shopping with your husband is like hunting with the game warden. Yeah. He hates to shop. <laughs> so here I'm going with my husband on a shopping trip with 14 floors of 1,500 plus vendors I have to go through. Yep. And he wanted to go, and I just love him for that. But he, he went, and he started. He also had a cold. He was great. He started walking around with me, and 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 my husband does definitely. Um, he he has a gift of gab. He can talk, and and it, which is great. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not like you're. You go someplace with him and you have to worry about your husband over in the corner. He's he's awesome. He knows so many people. He's so but then he started talking to some people and I'm like, I gotta move on to the next place. And <laughs> so come on. And so anyway, um so he didn't feel that great, so he went back to the condo and I was on my own. Well, I knew that um and I tried to do as much research as as I could. I looked on the app, I knew I wanted to get um I really wanted to find things that had a cause behind them, if okay. I could, as far as the jewelry, accessories, things like that. Yeah. Even the clothing. I wanted to get made in the USA, mm-hmm. and I wanted, um, you know, or something other than, I don't you know. Yeah. Made in where everything else is made. Yeah. And I wanted quality. So I went because I had to touch and feel, and look, I didn't want to just order online and bring something into the store that was like... Ugh, you know, mm-hmm. we're different. This is a boutique. Mm-hmm. This is a little upscale. You're not going to find these. I needed unique. I wanted a vintage type look to some mm-hmm. of the things I was looking at. Sure. And so I thought I could narrow that down. Well, I couldn't. So I'm just going through floor after floor. And I am and I ask them, where, where's your, where are your clothes made? Well, I don't know. Mm. Okay, you're working the booth. You don't even know where your clothes are made. But I guess that's cheap labor. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to figure all of this out, which took forever. And um, so I found some good quality. I found I'm bringing some things in that are made in Italy. I had some from Barcelona. I have um, a jewelry line that was. It's coming out of India, but it was made by a couple. They moved to the United States. The the husband was going to school here, mm-hmm. and the wife was making jewelry to help support them. Mm-hmm. It started going real well. While well, school ended, they started working. They go back to where they're from in India, and they see that the artisans in the towns, they're being taken advantage of. They don't get paid a fair wage. Their working conditions are awful. So they go back, and they open a factory. And now they're employing these people to make her jewelry. Oh, no way. And they're getting a fair wage, and they yeah. have good working conditions, and they can support their family. Yeah. I have that jewelry line. Awesome. Another one is a <clears throat> Christian jewelry line, and they're building orphanages in Uganda. And that's okay. what they use to support that. Yeah. I go into this other one, and I get these T-shirts, and she's using it to support missions. She's using it also, which was so cool that um, there's a local pregnancy center and she makes bracelets for the moms that come in that um, are making good decisions and they want to be involved. They get a bracelet from her yeah. in a pregnancy center. That's like what I did. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is perfect. And she's got good quality t-shirts. Right. So, the, and I can tell you other stories about some of the other things, but it's, 
it's it's going to cost a little bit more, but it's quality. Yeah. It's helping to support. It's helping to sustain. It's mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah. Could I make more money if I buy a, a shirt for a two dollars and sell it for twenty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I don't care about doing that. Go to Walmart. Right. Um, it this is in Walmart. You're going to get something that's a little better quality, a little higher end, and I. It's just like my local my vendors that are in the store I like to support local as much as I can yeah so our cups are made locally our pillows are made locally our charcuterie boards our soaps our lotions our I get some handcrafted things I have this one lady that her sister was making these like felt animals and and birds and cool detailed things like this accessory kind of things that you know to decorate your home home decor yeah so she comes in she, and she shows this to me. And she goes, I really want my sister to feel like she has a purpose. So she, um, I said, those are so cute. I would love to have something like this. So she goes back to her sister. She tells her. So now her sister, who's living in an assisted living facility, has a purpose to make her stuff and earn some money. Right I'm carry on. carry it in the store. Yeah. So I like to support local and have a cause for, for things as much as, as we can. But market was exhausting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was later, it was fun, but it was like I started in the morning. And I just said, "Just drop me off." Really? So he just dropped me off. I didn't even take the nuts out of my purse to eat for lunch. Yeah. I just had to keep going and going because there's so much to see, mm. and because I couldn't, I couldn't find where to go to those people I was looking for. I had to figure it out myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't see it all. Right. Sure. Sure. And sure. And so I got what I can. I mean, I could. I came home. I don't even know what I got. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. so, but the boxes are coming in now. I seen on your Facebook page, you had a couple of new lines of clothing that just came in and you've already made some sales from yeah. those, from those, those clothes. We have. That's awesome. And we you have. also do fit, quote unquote, fit videos on your I haven't Facebook started page. yet. Okay. <clears throat> but that's something I'd like to do where okay. we take the different items of clothing and granted, I mean, people can't all come in and you know what, if you can't come in, let me know. Well, let's do FaceTime. I'll show you. We'll, yeah. I'll show you what we have. We'll, yeah. we'll do whatever we need to do. But what I want to do with those videos is just like show, you know, this is what it's made out of. This is how it fits. These are a few different things you can do with it um, to just give them an idea of what, of what we have and what you can do with that. Yeah. You know, there's multiple things you can do with oh, these shawls that I'm getting in. They're, they're called shawls, but they're, they're super cool. Yeah. It's just something you could put over you. I posted a video on my stories, which, okay, learning always in the process. Stories only has so long you can post of a video, so don't mm. try to post a minute video on a story. <laughs> so I posted part of it, but this guy already saw it. He wants one for his wife for Mother's Day, and it's like it didn't even show the whole thing. But there's so many different ways you can wear this one piece of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. So what I had asked people before I went on the buying trip, I said, tell me what you want. I want to buy what you want. Yep. And so there's people that said they want, you know, versatility. So something that you could wear um, during the day, but then you can, you know, dress it up to go out at night. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to get some things like that. I got a pair of these pants and they, you know, they have a bit of a flair. They're real comfortable, but then you can snap them together and they look a little bit more like a jogger. And so there's things that you can, that can have versatility to them. Sure. Or you go on vacation and you can take just a few pieces of clothing, but you can dress it up differently Yeah. when you're there. Awesome. Okay. So, and I know the, the line of clothing and adding the, the, the women's clothing is a relatively new thing yes. for you, 
but do you have any other future plans for Rustic Elegance or, or um, are you kind of happy with where things are and you're kind of going with the flow and just kind of reacting to market demand? I or? wish that I could just be happy with the things <laughs> are and go with the flow. I just have found throughout the years, if you look on the back of the card for a new generation and you see all the services, you'll you'll see why gotcha. I can't be happy with it. <laughs> right if there's on. a need that needs to be met yeah. and I can meet it, I want to yeah. meet it. Sure. So what I'm looking for right now there's so much I need to do and finding the time to do it because part of it too was I'm looking at okay I can't get caught up I can't there's no more hours in the day unless I don't sleep that Mm -hmm. I can work Mm -hmm. and try to get caught up with Mm -hmm. my furniture you know because I told you the process you locate it you find it you go pick it up you unload it you bring it in you prep it you Mm -hmm. paint it Mm -hmm. you finish it Mm -hmm. you put it on the floor Mm -hmm. you know and after you put the you know that's not counting the top coat and um, there's so much that goes into it. How sure. in the world am I ever going to get caught up with that? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, people want clothes. I can lift a box of clothes a whole lot easier than I can an armoire. And so I thought, this is a way maybe that I can have some clothes hanging on the hangers. And I can still do a little furniture yeah. and still have both. Because people love the furniture aspect and the home decor aspect of it too. But maybe I can make it a little bit more manageable with the clothes. We'll see. Because yeah. I do want to get an online store. Sure. So that's my next thing. Okay. Is how am I how am I gonna put all of this online? Yeah. And and make this work. Yep. I mean, I honestly and because I we opened the store in three weeks and I knew and my husband and Lisa are like, You gotta open on stroll, you gotta open on stroll. I know I will never get caught up because this <laughs> happened with me in the pregnancy center. Yeah. Once you start you're 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. when are you going to catch up and do all of those things? So yeah. you try, you try, you try. And so that's what I'm doing with the store. So now my my inventory, I we've been doing inventory sort of the old-fashioned way. I've got to get now. Now I have a recurring inventory that I can put on in um, you know, on my on my POS system. Sure. As opposed to the one-offs that I'm not I'm not going to get another piece like that. So right. I I'm eyeing that, and I'm you know we're physically mm-hmm. taking the inventory of that. Mm-hmm. So now I want to get that online. I've been researching POS systems, and I can use what I have. But is there something better? And one of my friends Cheryl always says that I have analysis paralysis because I tend to research a lot mm-hmm. before I make a decision. So I make sure I make the right decision. I want sure. the best. I can get for the money. Absolutely. And so, um, just trying to figure out that. So, so again, my next thing is to, um, get a little bit online because summer does slow down Mm -hmm. in, in, in town. I don't want my sales to slow down. I want to keep going up. So I'm going to have a little bit of time with that. And I'm also real involved with the merchants association. So, um, there's things we're talking about there and we're always thinking about having events and stuff. Yeah. As far as that goes. So there's always something new in in the works. There, sure. It's it's just my mind can't stop. Yeah. Turning. I take GABA at night. Just in case you want your mind to stop turning. G-A-B-A. <laughs> <laughs> it's a supplement. It's all natural. Now, Stephanie, do you have any you have any mentors? Any any anybody that you've leaned on to kind of give you advice for what, you know, what and how to go about doing the business? Or I mean, maybe people you've met back from a new generation like are there people that you can pick up the phone and call and say hey how do i do this like taxes or any like how do i do this stuff <laughs> well um the good thing about having a nonprofit is you have a board 
So you've got your board to, you know, we look at things together and come up with our next solution. So that was was great. I had, you know, great people. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't always easy. Sure. But, um, I mean, I have a few people, but not people that have done this type yeah. of thing. So yeah. Lisa and I have, we, we've gone back and forth. She's doing the same thing. We pair it all paralleling. She's growing her business over there now, which is why she's not involved with me. She, her business took off. Nice. So we're always going back and forth and bouncing ideas. Um, I have scoured the podcast world to try to find, I find, finally found someone who has like a furniture gift home decor podcast. Seriously. Nice. I just found them. Nice. But I found other business podcasts. I've gotten a lot of my information from the podcast world i binge sure daily yeah, when i'm yeah. I, I don't sit i don't sit except to eat yeah and so i'm multitasking all the time and i'm always listening when i'm driving everything except when i paint i turn my music up and i listen to that it keeps me going yeah but um so i'm always listening for that as far as the taxes and getting um the the corporation set up i did rely on the sbdc and score they're a great resource for something like that. I, I highly recommend that to any new business, mm-hmm. um, potential business owner to look into. Take advantage of it. It's free. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They'll hook you up with the bright mentors. Yep. They'll give you, you know, ideas. I had a lawyer set up my um, my corporation or my LLC, I should say, and um, we have an accountant, our personal accountant. But I, but one thing I did because when I have to do paperwork. I want to bang my head up against the wall because I'm creative and I hate paperwork. Yeah. I would sit there and do my monthly end paperwork and I would leave the table and I was like, if I drank, I would get drunk. <laughs> but um, yeah. I don't, so I didn't. But I, it, it, I hate it. So it's draining. When it's not your gift, it drains you. And I mean, you, you need mm-hmm. to delegate when you can. Well, when you don't have the budget to delegate a lot of things, you got to do th- some things yourself. But I did get a bookkeeper, and Kathy from Bupalm Bookkeeping has been a godsend. Okay. Because she's put up, so she's put up with me. Because initially, I knew I needed a bookkeeper, so I had paid the money for this bookkeeper. She never got back with me. Oh my God. Lost that money. Yeah. Tried someone else again, gave me some advice. It didn't pan out. So here I am. I knew I needed it. Tried. So then I went for a few months and I'm doing it myself, which is a hot mess. (laughs) And so I get Kathy and I got receipts like... But Kathy took them. Yeah. Kathy took all of my stacks of receipts and got me in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, anyone who would do that. Weight off the shoulders. Oh, my gosh. And then she sends me emails. This is what I need. This is what I need. This is what I need. And I get back to her when I can. It might not always be that day. Yeah. Like right now, I have some from last week. But it's just like I, I do it when I can. But what a weight taken off my shoulders where she's got all my stuff now and um, tries to help get me systems to make it a little easier for me to get the information to her. You would think I would be able to easily follow it, but it's, it's a struggle Sure. when you have so many things to do. And especially if it's something that you don't have to do today and you don't like to do, you tend to put off. Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, try not to do that. Yeah. Or get Kathy. 
Right on. <laughs> now, your business is based out of Dade City downtown, Dade City to be exact. Yes. Um, now, Dade City has a very small town vibe, which I love, and it sounds uh, like it sounds yes, like you do as well. I so love it. I'm curious, though, what was it about downtown Dade City that made you open your business down there? Well, you know, when thinking from a business perspective, could I pay cheaper and go out further? I mean, and I did think, you know, the scenario I thought of is, okay, I'll have a shop in the front, my retail space in the front, front warehouse in the back. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing in my extra pieces. If someone wants to shop some cheaper stuff before it goes out on the floor, they could shop that. Plus, I have a place to work. And the, the, the beauty is the front, the mess is in the back. So I thought about that. Maybe I'll do Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 3, mm-hmm. so I can get some things done. Because, I, I mean, I, I'm producing the product. Mm-hmm. I cannot produce the product while I'm working in the store. Yeah, right. So I, um, but, the, but the marketing that you need to do, I mean, you got to go heavy on marketing when you do that if you don't have a big following because they've got to find you. Right. So if I'm downtown, I'm on a street, people are already walking on that street. Yeah. That makes a little bit more sense. Sure. So I know I'm going to get some foot traffic. Plus, I want to be involved in my community. So I know when there's a downtown, I'm going to get involved in my downtown. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to help to grow my downtown. Yeah. Because if I'm going to be part of a community, um, I just can't help to not want to help that grow and help people know how awesome it is. Yeah. And so I knew there were, there was like the Merchants Association. There was like some changes and stuff and through COVID and it was struggling so I started going to the meetings and then um, getting involved there. And so we've grown the meetings over the over this time. I took three hours one day and finally met my neighbors and encouraged them to to come to the meetings. And because and it was hard to get out of the store. And uh, so downtown, I just I love to know about downtown, to learn more, to see it grow, to tell people when people come in, I tell people this store, this store, this restaurant, this store. I tell them about what we're doing if we're yeah. having events because I love it and they should love it too. And yeah. they do. Yeah. And they love to just get away and come back to that small town, but yet we're growing. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, Dade City's on the grow. So. It is, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Okay, so <clears throat> since... Since I've started my businesses, I've I've had, and you kind of touched on this a little bit too, you're, you're perfect at leading into my next question. So uh, I've had to come up with ways to structure my days such that I'm still getting things done, but holding myself accountable to the stuff that I don't want to do <laughs> that still has to get done if you want to be successful. So I'm curious, how do you structure your days? How do you hold yourself accountable to make sure those menial tasks that you talked about earlier that you just don't want to do, but you still have to do? How do you structure your days and hold yourself accountable such that you're, you're still pushing forward and still achieving all of your goals? It's a constant battle. I mean, honestly, it is. Um, I use my, I say, hey, Siri, remind me at whatever time that I need to do this. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly putting reminders on my phone. I, when I go to meetings, I'm not texting on my phone. My notes are in my phone. My phone's always with me. Mm -hmm. I need to make that easy. So, so the reminders on my phone, putting things on my calendar, um, it depends on the day. So I know on certain days, like if, if, Louise or Gay, if they're in the store, I know I can get a few more extra things done. Mm -hmm. If it's a certain day of the week where I'm thinking I may not be that busy, I know I can work on certain things. Mm -hmm. That doesn't always happen. So you have the best intentions when you come in. So if I can't get it done 
during the day, then I try to get it done when I go home because work doesn't end when I go home. Yeah. And I'm so very thankful that my husband got a grill quite a few months ago and he loved it and he started cooking dinner. Nice. Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> so I love him for that. He He's just enjoying it. I don't have to cook dinner now when I go home because that's my mornings are, I have to get done what I can get done around the house in the morning because I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And especially when it's lighter out, I, I, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm not back. I come home. He tells me when I have to be home for dinner. I mean, when it's going to be done. So I come home, I take care of the animals, we eat dinner, and I work. Mm-hmm. And then I go to bed. Yeah. So I'm getting, I need to get the balance back of my workouts. Yeah. And, um, but, so uh, it's my reminder calendar, and I, if it comes down to where it's a deadline thing, I'll get it done. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Now, you're someone who has taken a lot of professional risks in your life by starting multiple businesses. I mean, you're the founder of two companies. I mean, uh, and you've assumed levels of risk that, I mean, frankly, one can really only understand by doing something similar, starting their own business and assuming a level of risk like you've assumed. And at the same time, though, you have a very calm demeanor about you. I noticed it when I met you the first time when I came into your shop. You have you have the look of someone who has been there and done that and you've got your goals and you're just working towards them. But you're human. I know you have to have thoughts of self-doubt and disbelief like we all do. So I'm wondering what are your tricks for dealing with that stuff? Well, I think we all, I'm my worst critic. Yeah. And what I speak at, you know, to at myself, whatever, um, I get very frustrated with myself. I don't like to make mistakes. I don't like, yeah. It's, um, well, first of all, I'll, I'll go back to, I mean, the way I start my day is, well, for, I've prayed about all of this. Yeah. And I've learned from running the pregnancy center, you have to give it to God. Sure. I can't take all this responsibility and think that I'm going to make it all work. So that's where I get my peace from. And I start my day on my porch with my Bible. Mm. That's how I start my day. Sure. So, um, I mean, there's not, there's times where I, I mean, you saw if you, the one last video I did, Welcome to the Jungle, is the music I chose for Mm -hmm. the, the way my store looked. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, because... I do get, I get very frustrated when the store does not look like I want it to look, when it looks a bit of a mess. Now people will say they don't notice. Well, I do. And how I deal with, I mean, I just work longer. I don't know. I mean, I, I have, I can only get done what I can get done Yeah. that day. Right. What are you going to do? It's not worth stressing about it. Yeah. You know, I don't like it. I just, I have to handle it and take care of it the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just, every day I just pray, gotcha. Lord, enable me this day to do what you need me to do. Help me to be a blessing to somebody. Right on. Right on. I love it. So now you've been in business now for about a year and a half there at Rustic Elegance. So I'm, I'm curious, what are some things about running a consignment store, furniture store, women's boutique clothing store that you know now that you didn't know when you first started? If you're not willing to work hard, 
don't open a business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine have I if I had this business when I had my children at home. I couldn't have done it. There's no way I could have done it. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. Not with the physical aspect of producing um, what I need to produce in the store yeah. to sell. Yeah. Um, I. Okay, what was the question? <laughs> uh, just some of the things you've learned about running a business that you know now right, that you right, didn't right, know in right. the beginning. Okay, so it, and I knew, I mean, I, I, the, the pregnancy center taught me. Sure. I mean, I've always been a hard worker. Before I had children, I had two jobs. I like to work. Yeah. I just like to work. Um, and I know I come by, by that naturally um, through my dad and my stepmom. I mean, they're just amazing as far as that's concerned. Um I have a good work work ethic, and you have to have a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. And you you want you need to know that you need to go out to produce quality, mm-hmm. whether it's quality product, whether it's quality in your business, mm-hmm. and you need to um, know that you are putting forth excellence yeah. as much as you can. So, do you care enough to work your fingers to the bone to to do this? Mm-hmm. So, what I wish that I knew beforehand was um i wish that i could have really had a mentor in my business who had been doing it where i could actually get a lot of information from and typically i know that would come from outside the area because because you don't want to you know hit on the competition part of it there you know where someone's running a store they don't want to give up all their secrets whatever it might be right right Um, right. I would say you know ask for I'm not a big ask for help kind of person Mm -hmm. I'll seek it out myself and try to find it but um, ask for help when you need it because I try to do a lot of things myself yeah because if I think I can then I'll do it and Mm -hmm. um, tell me I can't and I'll show you I can um I to to try to get some systems in place beforehand. Yeah. But I knew that there's that open up early. We did. I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I did find more podcasts on down the line, but just just uh, to take advantage of a little bit more on the resource side. Time block. I'm not good at that, mm-hmm. and I need to be better at that. So time blocking would help me. Okay. And I'm one that um, I'll start talking to somebody, and I don't want to think I don't care. So even though I know I have to do something, I don't just walk away. Yeah. My I got a couple of friends that are really good at that, and they can just and then this like, yeah, and it's good. Okay, well it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and here I am standing there for five hours. Yeah. Meanwhile, I didn't get anything done. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so if you were, and you you probably just maybe touched on this too, but if you were advi- if you were sitting down with a young aspiring entrepreneur and they're looking at you bright eyed for for advice, and they're saying, Stephanie, I, I'm starting this business, not necessarily a consignment store, but I'm I'm starting a business. Mm-hmm. What would be a couple of just basic tips and tricks you would give to someone who's just starting out? Well, I would say, first of all, it needs to be something they love to do. Mm-hmm. Are you doing this solely to make money mm-hmm. because you've seen someone else make money? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing this because you're passionate about it? If you're not passionate about it, I really can't help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if it's just about making money, how long lived will that truly be? Right. Especially in the hard times. Yeah. 
And when you have to explain to someone, why are you doing what you do? It's because I love doing what I do. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to work through the hard times because I do love doing what I do instead of just saying, you know, forget it. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Mm -hmm. So I would say make sure you love and you're passionate about what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Seek out advice from people that you know. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I do have people that, you know, I've known through in Hernando County and I've bounced stuff off of. But I didn't have anyone that was truly in my niche that I could that I could talk to so if you could try to find somebody that is doing what you're doing I would say do that I definitely always recommend the SBDC and Mm -hmm. SCORE and so the SBDC is the small business business development Development. center yes and we have that here in the Pasco Hernando they'll sit down they'll meet with you the virtual phone calls whatever you need SCORE they all sign you a mentor Mm -hmm. specific to your needs and it's free and the incubators are also a great resource for people as well Mm -hmm. um you know hopefully that that person who's the aspiring aspiring business owner has the support of their family i mean you know if you're if you're married your husband or your wife whatever your significant other whatever that might be Mm -hmm. um at least one person there's going to be people in your family that say you know why are you doing this you don't need to do this it's a lot of work kind of thing well i know that and i'm willing to do that yeah so you'll have your naysayers but you need to be strong enough in knowing what you want to do Um, come up with a plan you know some people say come up with a business plan i typically like the rebel um, entrepreneur podcast and the fact that i had a plan in my head and I will tell you, throughout all the years of the Pregnancy Center, they said you need a business plan, you need a business plan. And I'm not saying that's bad. Right. That's great Yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. And something like that, I want to do what God wants me to do. And that's going to be ever-changing. You can come up with a business plan, and that's great. Come up with your business plan, but realize that you're going to have to probably tweak it along the way. Oh, yeah. As as you see your business. I mean, if you got to pivot, whatever you need to do, mm-hmm. be flexible in your business because you might have all of these plans and what you're going to do, but until you're actually in it, mm-hmm. um, you don't know what it's going to look like exactly. Sure. I mean, at least what I see in, in being an entrepreneur and having, especially having a retail yeah, uh, storefront yeah, because your day is dependent on who walks through your doors yep. and how much time you have to spend with that, those people. Yep. Um, and yeah, if you have friends, just people that you can, you know, ask some questions too, but podcasts and YouTube are awesome. They are. Your podcast is going to be great. You have so <laughs> much resources uh, that will be available yes. through what you're doing. So I love, I love what you're doing. Thank we you. need more of that. Thanks. And maybe through what, through some of that, you'll find people who will find some of us in their niche that they can contact. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to help people. I've done it so many times through the pregnancy center. Um, and I've helped people start start one. I'm glad to help someone start something if yeah. I can. I mean, am I the expert? By no means, but I'm always trying to learn. Yeah. And if there's any nugget I can give you, I will be happy to do so. Right on. So, um, and pray. Got it. I don't know if you're a praying person, but I tell you, I do every I am, day. Yeah. Love and, it. I, and I just have to know that this is what the Lord wants me to do. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, I mean, Stephanie, we're going to start kind of winding things down here. Are there any topics that we didn't cover? Are there any topics you want to go back and talk a little bit more about? Is there anything at all you'd like to talk about? Um, I will, you know, just say if you're, if you're 
opening a business in your community, get involved in your community. If there's, um, you know, a merchant, I just did get involved with the chamber. I mean, I knew better because I was involved, really involved back in Hernando County. And uh, um, I just, it was really hard for me the first year because I know you need to be involved. And I, um, well, plus it was COVID. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't leave my store. Now I have more flexibility to do that. But I would say be a team player in your community. That's what I love about our downtown is I love my business neighbors. You know, we get along. We're trying to, we're, we're all trying to grow this. Is mm-hmm. it always easy? Do we always all see eye to eye? No, but you know what? Stand strong. Yeah. Isn't all about you. Right. It's about our community and growing it together. Mm-hmm. And you might not always get your way, but maybe your way wasn't the best idea. And even if it was and we decide to go a different way by majority, then go with it. Right. Be a team player. Involve other people, send people to the other businesses. Um, you're working as, I would just say, community over competition is the way to go. Yeah. Um, so that I would say, yeah, you're there. You're there for a reason. Let Let's see what that reason is. Is it's, it's all about you? How long is that gonna last? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just know it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. lot of work, and I'm I'm. I'm just, I'm a stinking health coach and I'm trying to get back to what advice I give other people. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm just trying to get that work-life balance <laughs> back and I'll get in where I'm out on my workouts again and then I drop off again Yeah. because I have to be somewhere and I don't have time and yep. it's just like, I know how so I'm is. still struggling with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when you're eating dinner at nine o'clock, you're not going to go to work out right. at 10. Yeah. It's just not happening. Right. So I will get back to that. Yeah. I will. I know I need to. So, yeah, try to take care of yourself. And mm-hmm. and if you have small kids and you're getting involved, they're only small for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you have your other, you know, that other person, their other parent is at home taking care of them so you're able to do what you need to do. Um, yeah. And um, don't, yeah, you need to make time for family too. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's okay. just, it's, yeah, be willing to work. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you have to love what you're doing. <laughs> right. It's a lot of work. Don't so. do it if you don't love it. Yeah. Seriously, it's right. not worth it. Right. It's not worth it. I, I, I love agree what with you. what I have a shirt that says "Do what you love and love what you do." Yep. And that's what you should do. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna end this here with what I call my three quick question round. It's just three quick rapid fire questions. So question number one, how would you define the word entrepreneur? Hard worker, visionary, um, exciting. Yeah, love it. Okay, question number two, how would you define the word success? Well, there's a couple of different ways you can look at what the definition of that is. It's different for everybody. Right, right. Why I like I like the question. The definition of success for me is not just going to be the money in my pocket, but what difference did I make in other people's lives, Mm -hmm. and whether that's a piece of furniture, whether that's dressing them up in a new outfit and making them look beautiful. Yeah. Even though that beauty comes from the inside, whether it's saving a life at the pregnancy center, whatever it is, how did I make a difference in someone's life? Love that. Okay, now question number three. Following up on question number two, when you think of the word successful, who comes to mind? Who's a person that comes to mind when you think of the word successful? Who is a successful person that you 
think of? There's a lot of people that are, you know, that I listen to that are online, but um, I have so much respect for uh, John Minton is the Chick-fil-A owner in, he's the franchisee in, um, in Hernando County. He is gifted. He has been president of the chamber. He's been filled in on the county commission, but he is the calmness, the demeanor, the leadership qualities that he exudes, the the mm-hmm. love he has for his fellow man, the community. I mean, mm-hmm. and he is a godly man that mm-hmm. is has helped so many people. Yeah. He just he's made a difference in so many people's lives. He has a successful business. Um, I admire and respect him very much. And that's just one person I'm thinking sure. of. There's, yeah, of course. there's many others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does come to mind. He's helped us. He's been a supporter of the Pregnancy Center for years. Yeah. He's done trainings for us. Um, he's there to help people, but he's really, he's made such a difference. Awesome. Okay. So, Stephanie, how can people find you? We've I've mentioned your website, but plug it again. All your social media stuff, the, what a different event you have coming up, any new clothing lines coming in, just plug all your stuff. I will say my website is out there and up there. Do I focus a lot on it? No. Yeah. And if you look at my website, you'll say, Follow me on Facebook or Instagram because <laughs> it's a whole lot easier for me to post on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So, yes, I do have a website, rusticelegancevintage.com. It's not where it needs to be. You'll find a few pictures. You can get an idea. Um, but look on Facebook because I post almost daily on Facebook and, in, and Instagram. Okay, and you're at Rustic. I am at Rustic Elegance Vintage Design and Decor on Facebook. Okay. And R- Rustic Elegance Vintage on Instagram. Okay. And uh, message me on either, especially Facebook. I'm very responsive on the messaging there. If you do go and you message me on my website, I do get notifications. So I can get that if you do not have Facebook or Instagram. Um, but that's where I'm posting the most on those two platforms. We are... I don't have an event per se that I can talk about at this point that um, we're having. We've got some things we're talking about. I do want to get some form of online selling going online, but I am most happy to FaceTime someone around the store if you can't come in, curbside pickup, you know, come on in. We'd love to meet you, show you around. Yes, cult clothing lines are there. My boxes are coming in and I will be um, bringing in a little more you know where when space permits sure i'm not gonna not have the furniture and home decor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um let me know what you think hey we want to have in there what what our customers want that's if i'm just having what i want in there that's not going to do what i need to have what the customer wants so the store is always ever changing we move stuff around right now it's being moved around i'm going back to finish moving things around um, at least for the day. Okay. And uh, so, yes, I have some really cool clothing coming in. Nice stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited. And Louise has awesome stuff in there already. She's got more things coming in. So we've always have new furniture and now new clothes and accessories coming in. Awesome. So stop by, check us out. Um, you can always call us, but I'm only there Three, seven, eight, the four, two Meridian Avenue. Dade City, correct? Correct. And now, you know, our current hours are Monday through, no, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5. 
Um, I will make personal shopping hours on a different time if okay. you want. We want to do some type of trunk show, some kind of special thing for the ladies where you're getting first eyes on what comes in. We can dress you up. We can have fun. Maybe have some Genius. some wine and cheese and stuff like that and make yeah. it a fun night out for the ladies. So let us know. We'll be happy to dress you up and have a fun time. Okay. Well, I mean, Miss Stephanie Trotman Knight, thanks a lot. This has been fantastic. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and everyone else, thanks a lot for tuning in. If you've enjoyed the show, then please share it around so others can find us as well. The best way for new listeners to find the show is for our current listeners to talk about us. So give us a like, give us a comment, and don't forget to subscribe. I'm your host, Eric Baker, and this has been another episode of The Art of Business. Bye for now.